0: Notes and Nuggets It's time for the Rutherford Report With our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company A proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor Welcome back Balloon Party, 101 ESPN, YouTube YouTube cameras Sponsored by the Air Alliance team Man, we got, we've, we've seen an uptick here in this YouTube room What's going on, Jackson? What are you doing? Did you send this out to your buddies? No, I just think we speak for the people Oh, I didn't know on, that. on
1: behalf of them, really.
0: Okay. Well, if that's the case, then Jeremy Rutherford is the president. He's the people's champ. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, fresh office appearance at the TMA Trivia Night at the St. Gabriel's Grade School in South St. Louis. Jeremy Rutherford joins us here on <laughs> Bloom Party. Morning, JR
1: morning, boys. Yeah, I uh, have left over salt and smoke for about a week now. I don't know if you guys saw me leave with that uh, wheelbarrow fall.
0: I saw you had a wheelbarrow taking it down the steps, but I'm glad you got something out of it. That was a wonderful velvet coat you sported to the gala on Saturday <laughs> night.
1: No, good times. Thanks for having me. Bunch of buffoonery. I missed uh, watching the Blues game that night as a result, but caught up yesterday, watched the whole game. Uh, but it was a good excuse uh, to be with you guys.
0: We enjoyed having you there. It was uh, wonderful. And, and we were BSing during uh, the trivia contest about the score of the Blues game. I mean, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. They scored a few goals. And then I glanced at it toward the end and I go, oh, my God, what <laughs> in the world happened? And then you find out the details after in the box score. Go back and watch yesterday. And I'm like, where did that come from? So let me ask that question to you because I've been texting with some friends. Where did that come from?
1: Yeah, I was, I'm at practice now. They're getting ready to start in a few minutes, and uh, Chris Kerber just walked by, and uh, I said that I was at your event, and I said that Tim and I were talking during the game. We saw the update, and it was 3-0, 4-0, nothing, nothing, holy smoke. So uh, where did it come from? I think they've been trending in this direction now. No one, no one would have predicted an 8-2 win over the Colorado Avalanche. But I think in terms of... Their offense, it's, it's been on the uptick. And I get some numbers in front of me, won't bog you down too much, but through those first eight games of the season, they uh, were averaging 25.1 shots per game. During this last stretch of five games, of course, they've won four of the five. They're averaging 33.4 shots per game. So you're talking yeah. almost nine shots per game. And, and so what I saw yesterday watching the replay of the game, is that uh, the passing is much better, first and foremost. They're putting shots on net, but not only are they putting shots on net, Tim, they're coming from the top. You saw a Krug, Falk, a number of defensemen uh, putting them from up high, creating some rebounds. Guys are going to the net. Lots of time, guys are in front of the net. So I think it's, you can't just say, hey, numbers, they're shooting more. I think where they're coming from and the fact that they're shooting more accurately has been a big reason for this uptick.
0: And we also saw that power play, which went 0-2 to start in Denver on Saturday night, then get going at 1.1 1. 1 for 37, and a breakthrough, uh, both with shorthanded goals and also on the power play. So the special teams came out and uh, put on a clinic on Saturday night as well. That was a weird spot coming off of a win on Thursday. Yeah, they won, but a lot of the t- conversation was about my god, the power play against the Coyotes. What is going on with this thing? And then they got it going with the special teams play on Saturday. What do you see from that?
1: Yeah, after an 0 for 7, they go uh, uh they get two power play goals and also score two shorthanded goals so you win the special teams battle four to nothing. That's pretty uh, unbelievable against the Colorado team and if you get a chance go to the uh the Blues Twitter feed, they've got a video of Craig Bruby in the locker room after the game, and for some reason the video either cuts out a lot or they have to bleep the curse words, but he tells the <laughs> same. What a great night, <laughs> special teams-wise. So uh, you got to give the power play some credit. We've been so critical of it. But, Tim, what I saw on that power play, again, this goes back to what I said a second ago with the offense, is uh, just a lot of crisp passing, decisiveness, and the one-time shot. You saw that power play goal by Pavel Buchnevich pass right on the stick he doesn't waste any time letting it go. We haven't seen that quick movement and those quick shots from the power play this season.
0: It's it's only been, what I guess, 10 11 days since they uh, had that back-to-back against the Devils and the Canadiens. I don't I'm really curious where you are on this. My mindset on what this season could be now versus before the puck dropped against the Devils on Friday night, you know, whatever it was 10 11 days ago are in two different places and it's not just because they edged out some wins. I mean, as you made reference to the shots on goal, the goals scored. I don't, I don't think it's prisoner of the moment. Cause you're talking about five games worth of a sample size, but hell you're covering the team on a daily basis. What, what is your opinion of, of what this season could be? Has it changed since before that back-to-back win against the devils and Canadians at home?
1: Yeah, Tim with a caveat though, because if you allow me to, to, you know, flip just a little bit here, this is the team that I thought they could be going into the season and and I feel like I've written that you know I've said they could be a third place wild card type of team because I felt they'd be competitive, I thought the offense would be decent, I thought Bennington would be good, and I thought they could be that type of team, but when you get off to the start that they did. And they're figuring out the defensive system, and nobody can score a goal, and the power play is going over. You just have to look at yourself and say, is this a situation like last year? Because last year I was a little reluctant to see that it just wasn't going to come together for them last year. So you know you have to be, uh, you know, obvious that it's not that they're not playing well the first five, six, seven, eight games, and say, well, maybe this team just isn't good enough. So you start to to wonder about that. But the way they're playing right now is the way that I thought it could come together if things were working, they've been working together lately. And the biggest thing I said at the beginning of the year, bold statement, is the biggest thing they need to do is be a team, play for each other, and that's what I've seen in this last stretch.
0: Yeah, that is uh, certainly the case. And uh, there was a lot of, you mentioned the Berube postgame sound, the video that the Blues posted, great entertainment, love to see that. And I I do think that it skipped, because I don't think that he would use any Profanity. No. So uh, I'm <laughs> glad I'm glad you, you you observed that. But then also uh, the comments following that game from from Braden Shen and listen that's that's part of being a captain is having that leadership and not just being a leader but making sure that everybody uh, is is playing together and that there has been a sense of that here. Yes, the power play debacle on Thursday night, but then they bounce back and they respond. They will get a chance to uh, win three in a row tomorrow night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is not the same group of Tampa Bay Lightning players who hoisted the chalice, but still you have a number of talented players on that team before before the Blues go out on the West Coast road trip. Uh, your thoughts on tomorrow night, what we will be likely to see as far as how the Blues play it with lines and combinations, and then also uh, what will be in store for them as they head to the West Coast.
1: Yeah, we'll see, Tim. Uh, I mentioned I'm at practice. We'll go in in just a couple minutes. Uh, Kasperi Kaptin and went into the boards pretty awkwardly, and I don't know that he, he returned. He definitely missed a significant part of that third period. See if he's back out there. Uh, they're going to play Tampa Bay Like you said, not your father's Tampa Bay Lightning. Your guy, Patty Maroon, gone now in Minnesota. I think Nikita Kucherov was banged up. He missed the last game. I'm not sure about tomorrow night's game here in St. Louis. We'll get an update on that. And it's a good team still, though, and a good test, I think, as the Blues try to even add more traction to their season. Because, Tim, as you mentioned, they're going to go out on the West Coast and they're going to play a couple beatable teams. When you look at the San Jose Sharks scuffling, uh, Anaheim's improved but still a team that you should beat we'll find out but uh, the Blues nonetheless big picture looking really good as they head into this game against Tampa
0: yeah you lose to the Sharks you can lose your, to your job uh, <laughs> and we, we saw that with Edmonton That that's uh, one step uh, there we uh, were BSing a little bit about uh, the rumors in Edmonton about interest in Jordan Binnington have you heard anything more on that here I know it's weird to ask fresh off the Blues beating the crap out of the Avalanche but anything new on that
1: no, I can't see that in a million years. And Ken Holland, the Edmonton GM, when they did make the coaching change a couple of days ago with the Oilers, he said he did uh, beat the Bushes a little bit on a trade possibility and said that, that he tried to do some things, but they just couldn't work out. And whether a phone call to St. Louis for Bennington was one of those, uh, I don't know. But I do know that Doug probably would have said no in terms of the way Bennington's playing, the way they like him in, in net for the next couple of years under contract. and uh, And I think that Edmonton, uh, probably got the hang up on
0: that one. Yeah, that would uh, that would stand to reason. There it is, Jeremy Rutherford, with us every Monday here on Balloon Party, every Wednesday on TMA, and on One Hundred and One on all of the programs throughout the course of the week. Blues and Lightning tomorrow night at Enterprise Center pregame here on One Hundred and One ESPN at six p.m. Jr. Always a pleasure to talk it over with you, and uh, thanks again for coming to the TMA Trivia Night on Saturday night. Great seeing you.
1: Good stuff, boys. Thanks. There he is. Jeremy Rutherford with us here
0: on Balloon Party 101 ESPN and on YouTube. Jackson, that's it. I mean, listen, could I do four or five more hours? Of course I could. I hear voices in my head, and then I start blurting them out when I'm on the radio. But I got to go. I got to go. Are you going to do a podcast? Wasn't planning on it today. But maybe tomorrow we'll do QFTA. Sounds lovely. We'll take your questions and comments for that at T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. If we go beyond sports on that pod, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. Anything ha- hate mail is welcome. We please. solicit it. Yeah, yeah. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. BK and Ferrario are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungan Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, on 101 ESPN and on YouTube.